Nebraska Public Media Sports brings you live coverage of the girls and boys NSAA High School Soccer Championships from Morrison Stadium at Creighton University. Monday, May 13th, see Class B girls at 8.30 p.m. Central and Class A girls at 8 p.m. Central on Nebraska Public Media. You're listening to Hurt at Sports Radio. I, I don't. I can't. I can't remember that right now. I'm sorry. Um, the you're talking about the, the the very last one. Yeah, I I I don't remember what it was. I'd hate to say that to you. Pretty much everything down the stretch was some version of a twist or a pressure, um, just because of kind of the, the number one play we were trying to stop after a while was just a quarterback draw. And I thought he did a nice job. You know, six hit us across the middle several times. And man, so they, they made some. They made the plays down the stretch. I mean, they you know the, he's played a lot of football. He's in his sixth year. Um, he came out to compete, playing with a broken hand, and he competed and he made plays. So I got to give him a lot of credit. Wrapping up hour number one here on Herd at Sports Radio. I'm Ravi Lula. Andrew Rogers here with me. We're on AM 590 ESPN Omaha, ESPN Tri Cities. I uh, want to give a shout out to all of our friends in the YouTube stream. Very active comment section again this morning. Uh, TK said, uh, value of continuity, look at Donovan Rayola for an example that's a, there. That's a great point. Great ex- in, in, are you saying that's in tandem with the rule with conversation? Like, well, in, with Satterfield. In Satterfield yeah, and all that? Okay. Because last year and going into the start of this year, Rayola was, you know, enemy number one for a lot of these guys, for a lot of people. And, you know, I, I criticized how the line was playing early in the year. I didn't think they were playing very well. Mm-hmm. But as the year went along, get, got about <clears throat> a year and a half into his tenure at Nebraska, that offensive line has gotten better and better and better. They lose two starters. They keep getting better and better. New Willie's out for a couple weeks. They keep getting better and mm-hmm. better and better. This offensive line under Rayola with a coaching staff on offense that complements his style of – offensive line coaching has been dramatic and so you look at Satterfield and this is the argument for keeping Satterfield right is okay you get a little continuity that's just there's value there by in and of itself right not having to learn a new scheme having to learn new terminology all that stuff common language is a big thing they talk about keeping that language in place with Satterfield is a huge plus secondly the pieces in place to complement what he wants to do on offense aren't there right now. Some of them, I think the wide receivers are going to get there, but they're really, really young. Maybe Chubba Purdy gets there. He still has not played a lot of football. Like I said this last week or during the postgame or sometime, Chubba Purdy still has not played as much football in his four years in college as Harburg has played this year. That's true. He, before going into the game on Saturday, had 100 passing attempts total that this is a guy that just has not played a lot of college football yet so he's inexperienced even if he's not young right so you get more experience with maybe maybe Chubba's the answer maybe he's not I don't know right out of the three guys I'm more confident that Chubba has an opportunity to be valuable next year than I am in the other two maybe Harbor continues to improve but Chubba's feel for the position felt different than the other two guys um and Listen, maybe they st- I still want them to bring other people in and compete for the job, right? But oh, that's, they have to. Yeah, they absolutely. To. At least one transfer. Obviously, Danny Kalen will be in next year. I would imagine he's got some developing to do um, from what we've seen. 
but I would bring in at least one transfer. I'd be okay if they brought in two transfers. Um, I'd actually prefer it, right? Mm -hmm. Make it a battle. Make it a job that these guys have to fight for. I firmly believe, and maybe this is a little bit of one criticism I, I would have, is it felt like once Jeff Sims got here and Casey Thompson left that not it that was the, all Jeff Sims. Yeah, not that the job was handed to him, but the assumption mm-hmm. was he was going to be the starter, right? Once Casey Thompson left, it was, yeah, this is going to be Jeff Sims. We don't, you know, not, don't necessarily trust Harburg. Chubb is not there, and he was dealing with the groin injury and stuff, still is. And so you look at it and say, ah, maybe that's not, um, maybe that's not what we want to do here. But I think competition brings out the best in everyone. If you can rise to the top of a tough competition in your quarterback room, I have way more faith in the fact that you can rise to the top in competition against other teams. Well, and that has everything to do with the development of these young guys like you're talking about, too. Mm -hmm. Um, To bring in a competent quarterback that can be consistent will only work wonders for the Malachi Coleman's of the world, Mm -hmm. the Jalen Lloyd's of the world, the Emmett Johnson's of the world, all of these young guys that are seeing the field so early. Even Thomas Fedoni, first year playing, actually playing. Thomas Fedoni's another great one because he's been the safety net for Harburg all season long. So I I say all that um, to go with this. Nebraska has everything going right for them despite things going wrong for them. Does that make sense? When I, what I mean by that is in the season right now, things aren't going the way that people wanted them to go when this team was 5-3. and three. Mm-hmm. But things are still going right in terms of seeing Jalen Lloyd take a big chunk play and go 58 yards for a touchdown. Seeing potentially a future quarterback of yours on the roster or whether he, whether he starts or whether he's a backup, Chubba Purdy, be successful. You see Malachi Coleman have success already this year. You've seen Thomas Fedoni take a huge step forward mm-hmm. this year offensively. And Emmett Johnson stepped up into a role that he wasn't even going to – like he wasn't going to touch the field this year. No. Yet he's up and, and he's averaging how many yards a carry? Like 4.5, may, maybe close to five yards a carry, something like that. Um, I don't know if that's like the team total or if that's Emmett Johnson's total. But regardless, that's what, that's what the staff does well. They develop. And, you know, maybe they were thrown into their development stage a little earlier than they wanted to be, but still we're seeing that development take place. Mm-hmm. And that's something just to keep in mind, and I consider that a win right now. Yeah, I think so. And, and it's – you know, the, the uh, Emma Johnson's at 4.9. Oh, uh, for, yeah. For I was pretty, right on, I was pretty uh, spot on there, huh? Yeah, it's 4.5 as a team before the Wisconsin game. And, and so, yeah, I mean, you've got a lot of, of development that's already been done, right? I don't know that many people that were expecting, I certainly wasn't, to see this much production out of Jalen Lloyd at this point in the year. He seemed like a project. Um, you know, Malachi Coleman even, super highly regarded, super highly touted, pretty raw. Coming he's still got to catch up to the college speed. Yeah, and he's still, and he's still reasonably raw, I think. That's a, um, that's a guy that I didn't expect to get much out of this year, and I don't know that the coaching staff was either, but all of a sudden you have to, and you say, okay, well, this is a, this is a guy that we're ready to roll with now, and so, again, that, that, there's value of continuity there with Satterfield, with the coaching staff, with these guys that have already developed a really tremendous amount in a short period of time. And shockingly, 
have developed a lot in season. That's kind of the surprising part for me is you usually don't see this level of improvement in the in season from guys. Usually it's, oh, it's over the spring or over the offseason. Oh, this guy got way better, whatever. The fact that they've been able to bring these, these guys along in, in season in a way that you usually don't see, I've been really impressed with. You know, I, I know that there were some questions about the, the Garrett McGuire hire when coming into the season. The job he's done with these young wide receivers is kind of remarkable. He's been in as bad of a spot as anyone on the coaching staff because of the situations that he's had to deal with with the injuries in that room. And you still have reasonably productive wide receivers. Considering everything, everything considered with the offensive situation, like shockingly effective considering that these guys, I mean, they certainly didn't think Jalen Lloyd was going to play this year, I don't think. Jaden Doss, I think, is the only one they were expecting to play, and he got injured, mm-hmm. right? Out of, the, out of the freshmen, I think he was the one that they actually, if everybody was healthy, was actually going to play. And instead, they're all playing, and no one else is, basically. You've got, Except Jaden is going to save his redshirt. Yes, right. You're, you're going to be able to save his redshirt. But he's, he's been able to play once he got healthy. Malachi was able to play, and he's been effective. Um, Jalen Lloyd's been able to play. He's been effective. And you kind of mix this in with uh, Billy Kemp, who was has probably not had the year he wanted to, but he's been banged up. He's been dealing that's with different quarterbacks, career, right? Yeah, banged up. a little bit is banged his up. Name. Um, but then you've got guy like a guy like Alex Bullock, who I get he hasn't had a huge year, but it just him even being available and functional and a part of your wide receiver depth is great development from Garrett McGuire as well. So, you know, it's not when you're talking about Satterfield and whether to keep him or get rid of him or whatever and being critical of him, a lot of that has to kind of go in the same conversation with the entire offensive coaching staff, right? Like, as much as I think Satterfield probably needs to give up QBs, I think you also have to give him credit for working with Rayola on the offensive line, working with Garrett McGuire and the wide receivers, you know, working with E.J. Barthel and the, the running backs in that. I mean, you want to talk about a guy that's been in a bad spot, E.J. Barthel, he didn't think Emmett Johnson was going to be his starting quarterback in game 11 or in game 10, 9, however many games Emmett Johnson's been playing at this point. He, he didn't think coming into the season that A.J. Allen would leave. Yeah, I mean, off the team. You're, you're, looking at, you're looking at a position group where, like, so it is really easy to be critical of the offensive coaches. And there's things that they deserve to have criticized, right? That's 100%. Like, I, I'm okay with that. I'm not one of those, like, oh, we can never criticize the coaches, guys. Because coaches are humans. They make mistakes. A lot of times coaches get kind of too in the weeds and have a hard time seeing a big picture of something because they're with these guys every day and they get emotional about certain things the same way we do. But to say that, hey, these guys haven't done anything or haven't done a good job, like that's – you need to put it in perspective of what's actually happened. Sean on YouTube says, Feel like, feels like you guys are using um, an incredibly low baseline to tolerate mediocrity or mediocrity. Ready, I believe is what um, yeah. he meant there. Uh, what's what's our offense ranked in FBS 120? It's not that we are tolerating a low baseline. It's just that we are finding a bright spot in a bad situation. And this the baseline, and, and you know you call it mediocre, and you're right. But 
what we're talking about like the situation right now the situation is you have a lot of young receivers you have a lot of young young players in 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 the lineup and you have a, a lot of a young quarterback that you weren't expecting to play this year so it's more for me at least just finding the bright spot in a misfit situation coming up next we've got Sam McEwen from the Omaha World Herald 